everybody. You are listening to the Makers of Minnesota, where we talk to cool people doing cool things in the state of Minnesota. And I am here with Michelle Mazzara, and she is the CEO of Love, L-U-V, a foodie. And loveafoodie.com is a brand that Michelle has. And Michelle, I have known about your brand for a while, but I didn't realize how many different lines you have of different products. Right. Well, Stephanie, do you remember six, you probably don't, but six years ago, I was on your show with Stephanie March on the Weekly Dish. I actually do remember that. Remember that? When I just launched Love of Foodie, which was a completely different platform than it is now. um, You know, six years ago, our actual birthday is is August 19th. um, It originally started as an online dating um, website for single school foodies. Yes, I totally remember this. Remember that? And I, I, when I went to your um, studio, I, I had caramels at the time, yep. and I had brought you guys a basket of caramels. And over the last six years, that's why I was really excited to connect with you again. It has completely changed. It's morphed into a consumable, consumable brand, uh, which is the majority of the business is spices. We do do a little um, chocolates during fourth quarter, and then I just most recently launched the all-new clean drinking iced tea instant cold brew. And they're delicious. They're sachets that are full of tea, and you use them either as sun tea, or I used them as heated tea, and then concentrated them and added some cold water, but really delicious teas. Um, I liked them very much. Did you just launch that this summer? Yeah, I I just launched it literally, you know, with the pandemic, it was really frustrating because I knew I was coming out with this and all the buyers were like, no new items, no new items. But Kowalski's, thank thank you to them. They were the first to bring it in and it's in all the Kowalski stores and it went in probably right around the beginning of June. The goal was to get it in by June 10th, which was National Ice Tea Day. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. So how did you go, let's just get like a little bit of your backstory and why you're so interested in developing a food company. Well, you know, Stephanie, I don't know how much you know about my background, but I spent several years working for large consumer products companies. Um, most recently when, well, it was several years ago, it was I was with Sarah Lee and I was in the beverage business unit selling to Target and Walmart. So my background has always been sales. It's always been working for big, large um, CPG companies. And Sara Lee, in um, oh about ten years ago, decided to sell off all their business units. And I kind of decided, well, I, I'm at a defining moment. Do I really want to go back to corporate America, or do I want to do my own thing? And um, that's kind of when I started to think about doing my own company. And um, so when Love of Foodie pivoted to becoming really a consumable brand, that's when I decided that I really wanted to focus on a clean eating brand. And what makes Love of Foodie different from some of the competition out there is we don't use any fillers in our spices. There's no chemicals. So a lot of the spices out there in the marketplace, probably 95% have a filler in there. So um, if it takes a filler up, being like salt or some other type of filler, no, like sodium dioxide, something got prevented it from caking. So, um, in, in like the large, large 
uh, spice companies out there, they own the majority of the brands. And so if you look at the ingredients, Stephanie, it's mostly salt, mostly sugar, and then there's these fillers. So the quality and the taste of the spices isn't there because you, and you also, it's called adulterated spices Mm -hmm. because it has fillers in it and other stuff in it. And so I really wanted to come out with a line in a brand that was going to be clean eating. And that's kind of the premise behind the spices. And then since I saw you, I probably, I don't know if you know this or not, but I was diagnosed four years ago with heart disease. I um, was misdiagnosed for about almost a year. And then finally, my doctor ordered an angiogram with contrast and came back that I had 80 to 90% blockage in my LAD. Wow. Yeah, and I had a stem put in and then it would be four years in September. um, I then had a heart attack in recovery. So yeah, it was really shocking. But after that, this is the end of 2016, I got involved. um, I became a brand ambassador for American Heart. And I came out with a salt-free line. I only sent you citrus flowers because I didn't, I think I just sent you one of the salt-free lines. We actually have six now. Um, And so one of my, because I was diagnosed and I started changing my lifestyle a a little bit, um, I became more and more passionate about, okay, I really want this brand to be healthy and clean and to make a difference in people's lives. And um, it just, it continues to be a brand where if I have a problem, I come out with a solution and that, um, also yields me to tell you about the dog and cat line. Okay. So let's go there. Right. So, um, so much has happened since I've seen you. Yeah. <laughs> I had a, I have a little dog. Uh, she's 16 and a half, but three years ago, right before the Super Bowl, and Love of Woody was involved with the Super Bowl, um, she had a seizure and the vet of 13 years said, Oh, she's got brain cancer. Put her down. I'm like, no, that's not how I roll. And so I worked, I've got a new veterinarian and I worked and did some research. How do you get an older dog to eat? How do you stimulate their appetite? How do you help with cognitive issues? And I came out with a blend for both dogs and cats. Um, I sent cause you've got a dog. Yes, I do. Right? We're 16 incidentally. Oh, this is perfect. Have you given her the dog lovers yet? I haven't gotten it yet. I didn't mail it to you? I I haven't received it yet. It's entirely possible oh. you mailed it, but I haven't received it yet. Okay, well, let me know if you don't get it because it could sure. really help. What, what's her name? Uh, Nikki. Her? Nikki. Okay, so this has really helped Lucy. Um, and I have so many friends that have aging or senior dogs, and they you mix it into their wet or if you give her kibbles, you just moisten the kibbles with water. But the dog lover spice, Stephanie, has um, turmeric in it, basil, parsley, cinnamon, and ginger. So all the benefits that those herbs have, like for people, they also work with dogs. Okay, so that makes total sense. Yeah, to reduce inflammation and that sort of thing. Right, and, and to stimulate their appetite. And it smells really, really good. And the dog, um, it, it really has helped Lucy. I mean, she's 16 and a half, and, and now I'm actually working on a frozen treat where I'm making, uh, I'm using kefir and the dog lovers and bananas and coconut, and she loves it. 
Are you working on the brand full time or do you have another day job? Stephanie, this is my 24-7 job for six <laughs> years. I, I, I work every day. I mean, I, it doesn't matter if it's Christmas or my birthday or whatever. No, I, this is full time. And do you love it? You know, I love when I, I create a product and people love it. I, that gives me a lot of sensation and a lot of um, pride. I do love it. I'm at the point where I'm trying to take the brand nationally so I can hopefully get some help. Um, I The resources when you do everything by yourself um, and as you grow, I'm now in California and New York, it gets harder and harder to do everything every day. Yeah. You know, one what show. What are you finding is the uh, the item that's resonating the most or has the best sales for you? Well, the iced tea line just came out, so um, it has very limited distribution. We're on Amazon and, of course, levelfoodie.com. But what really is probably everyone's favorite is our is our number one selling spice is garlic lovers. When people, that's the first spice that people usually buy within the brand portfolio. Once they get hooked on that, then they start buying the other flavors. Meat Lovers is number two. You tried the Seafood Lovers last night that or the night before. That's number yep. three. Um, but as an entrepreneur, I have this addiction to create. So if I had all the money in the world, I would just sit here and come out with every different new blend that I could possibly come out with. Right, right. When you... Is that kind of, I mean, that can be a benefit or a curse, depending on how thinly you stretch yourself and your resources. How do you manage that? Yeah, well, I'm I'm maxed out right now. I'll be honest with you. I'm not launching anything else right now. My, my um, you know, 80% of my business in the spices is done in the top four or five. So I don't need to come out with any more spices. Um, the clean drinking iced tea was something I was really passionate and it kind of aligned with the whole grilling and the barbecue season, which is really when a lot of my spices are used. So, um, I think I'm good right now. I I think what you may see down the road and you may see Love of Foodie being co-branded with, um, other brands. There's been some interest. That Um, seems like it would sure make sense. And then you don't have to do all the marketing muscle and. Exactly. Like if you, if I were to co-brand with another company that already had distribution in national stores, then they would just continue to manage their supply chain and their production. And it would, you know, I don't know how it would be structured, whether it would be a shared license deal or whatnot, but I see that um, the future of the bit of the brand, not the love of foodie spices or iced tea is going to go away. But I think when you're looking at, there's a lot of interest right now in the brand. And um, I've also applied to be a national spokesperson for American Heart Association for 2021. And um, I'm hoping to get that. And so um, there's a lot of exciting things happening. Um, FoodieTV.com just contacted me and they want to feature the brand. I don't know if I'll be doing a show for them. Um, so I, I think the brand, you're going to see a lot change. You're going to see a lot of growth in volume in the next nine to 12 months. Right. And when you, you're on Amazon as you sell on Amazon, yeah. how was that for you to put together? Did you work with a consultant or did you figure it out on your own? Cause that's hard for a lot of makers. Oh, trust me. It is hard. Um, I have 
a team that manages all my website for me and they do all the labels. They, like I said, I want to come out with dog lovers. I want Lucy on the packaging. And they've been with me from day one. They built the website. We, we have our own server and they, I mean, they understand the brand because together we do it together. So they actually helped me get the products on Amazon after I created it. But um, it's very complicated. And there again, I have to say my background in sales and marketing and working and selling to Target and Walmart helped me. But for a, a you know, a startup entrepreneur, food maker here in Minnesota who might not have the background that I had, it's extremely complicated. Yeah, that's what I've heard, that it's really challenging and it's hard for a lot of people to get going. If you didn't have the background, would you recommend hiring a consultant or just kind of bootstrapping it? Well, it really depends on the person's resources. I My resources are limited, so I taught myself QuickBooks. <laughs> I taught myself Amazon. Um, if you have the resources and you can have hire people to help you, then I would do that. But I I didn't, I don't, and I did not have those resources. Right, right. When you look at other brands, Michelle, that have inspired you, are there any that come to mind? Um, that's a good question. I think there's a lot of good brands out there that are, are sending a good message. They're clean, like Johnny Pops is the first one that comes to uh -huh. mind. They've been very successful. Um, I've, I don't know if you know the people at Busy Coffee. Alex yes, I do. I yeah, just released I, his podcast last week. Oh, he's a great guy. He's he. I met with him. Um, you know, those are the people that I I know locally um, that I think have been really great success stories. I mean, Alex's busy coffee is like the number one seller on Amazon. Yeah, he was an incredible guest. Yeah, and uh, you know, there's a lot of local female entrepreneurs here and food makers here in town that I respect and that I think are doing a fantastic job. I think we're, we all have that commonality that we all want everyone to win. And, uh, you know, when you see people in the stores and, and they're doing their demos, I know exactly how hard it is. Right. Has COVID changed things for you, Michelle? Yes. It, first, Stephanie, it was extremely hard to accept the first month because I knew that this was going to um, have an impact on my sales. I mm -hmm. not allowed to go into the stores to do demos. Um, and then I had this new iced tea line that the feedback that I got from most of my buyers were no new items in 2021. This We have other things to worry about. But on the positive side, I my online sales have increased because people are home and a lot of people don't want to go in the grocery stores. So Amazon sales have increased, Love of Foodie sales have increased. And um, I've I've just been more creative in reaching out to, you know, my customers and saying, hey, I can't come there, but I've got this, you know, you need to reorder. It's grilling season. I mean, people are still going to eat. In fact, they're going to eat even more because they're home more. Right. And, and for spices, maybe that's perfect because people are so bored with their usual staples. Exactly. And so one thing that I started doing, Stephanie, is I started making more and more recipes and put, putting them on the um, website because our activity, I mean, we average 15 to 20,000 visits a day, which is a lot. 
and um, a lot of the interest is in going to the, the recipe tabs. And the recipes I sent you in my cookbook, they're easy. They're not complicated. Um, I want the brand to be easy for people to use. I mean, essentially what I say is all you really need is olive oil and the spice. One of the spices that you sent me that I am just like, I don't know what to do with this was margarita spice blend. How would you describe that? So I came out with that a couple of years ago in time for Cinco de Mayo. I wanted something that would be really good on fish because I eat a lot of fish having heart disease. Um, in chicken, I eat a lot of, I eat very, very, I really don't eat red meat, to be honest. Um, mm -hmm. I mostly seafood and chicken. So I would describe it as a bright flavor. It's, it's very good on actually asparagus too, but what I mostly use it on is salmon, chicken, and other fish and it also makes a nice dressing and what i do it's got real tequila in it we had to outsource dried tequila so it's got ginger lime sugar orange peel tequila powder but it's dried so there's no alcohol sugar salt and a little lemon peel um what i do stephanie is i mix it with olive oil and i mix it with like sometimes lemonade or limeade or fresh lemon and lime and then i make kind of a marinade and i use it with fish or shrimp or chicken. Okay, because that, yeah, I can totally see using that. And then another one that stumped me a little bit was umami spice blend. Do you want to describe that for people that maybe aren't familiar with umami? Right, so your, your tongue has four chambers in it, so to speak. Sweet, salty, sour, and bitter. When you eat something that has those four sensations, it's called umami. So again, it is umami. Most people, unless you're a chef or you're in the restaurant industry, don't even know what umami is. It's, it's the sensation of having all of those four flavors together and it becomes sort of the fifth taste. Mm -hmm. So what I did with my umami spices, there's cocoa in it for the sweetness. There's lemon peel, there's wasabi, there's soy sauce, there's shiitake mushrooms, and there's sun-dried tomatoes. And it's really good um, with vegetables. I, do, I eat a lot of vegetables. So like portobello mushrooms, sauteing the shiitake mushrooms with uh, or, or portobello mushrooms with the umami spice blend, a little sesame oil, olive oil. You can add a little soy sauce. Um, I made an, a really good umami um, burger where I took uh, mushrooms and onions and sauteed them with the umami spice and then put it on top of a burger with some cheese it's it's a more sophisticated spice and unless you kind of i mean i know you would know what to do with it but the average person probably look needs to use one of my recipes to start to use it right and there right. are a lot of recipes yeah so if you go to the recipe tab on love a foodie and you type in margarita or you type in umami it's going to give you all the different recipes i've created using that spice so in terms of your business life, you know, you've been bootstrapping this and putting it together on your own. Are yep. there um, things that you think, wow, I didn't expect that this would be so challenging? Everything. <laughs> I mean, every, I'll be honest, everything. It's, uh, I mean, I do the fulfillment for Amazon. I do the fulfillment for Love of Foodie because I'm not big enough yet to say I'm going to ship everything to Amazon and pay I, I mean, you do pay where you do pay a warehouse fee when you do fulfillment, but you pay even more when they do it. 
So, um, you know, every day I'm wearing a different hat. I'm wearing the sales hat. I'm wearing the accountant hat. When I send out the invoices or somebody hasn't paid me, I guess that's the, the part that I dislike the most is the QuickBooks and the, the right. trying, you know, the, the getting the money part because somebody hasn't, they're not abiding by my terms and I still have to pay my co-packer and I have to pay on time. So sometimes I'm thousands of dollars overdue and that is financially um, a burden. Yeah. And very nerve wracking because, you know, like you said, you have to pay your folks and you're just waiting and waiting and waiting for them to pay you. Right. And I mean, my, my team that does the website, they get paid every month, regardless if I got paid. Right. Right. Yeah. I definitely understand that. Um, are you thinking that you will, you know, continue with the publishing of cookbooks and are you, is the spices kind of where your lane is going to be? The spices is always going to be the majority of my business. Um, I have some other, uh, drink mixes that I have for fourth quarter. I've got a mulling spice mix, which is all yum. Yeah, I can send you that too. Because if you didn't get the dog lovers, I, I need to send you that. Um, and then I've got a hot toddy mix, which you would like. You mix it with yeah. nothing. It's not good for you because you mix it with a stick of butter and a pint of ice cream. <laughs> that sounds but delicious. It's really good. And you freeze it, Stephanie. And then when you feel like a hot toddy, you take two heaping tablespoons of it, mix it with hot water, and then you can uh, add in your spirit of choice. But Fun. so. Yeah, it's fun and it's and it's really really you don't have to make it with alcohol. You can just make it plain if you want. But uh, yeah, I but to answer your question, the spices is going to be the the main part of my business. Um but like I said earlier, you may see me get into other categories by co-branding. Like so maybe I will get into a hot beverage, a a, a bigger hot beverage at some point. I could see you doing too, like dried spice mixes or dressing mixes, that kind of thing. Yeah, I could do that. Um, you know, the, the one thing you won't see me doing is I won't get into anything that's not clean. I won't get into a processed food or um, processed meats or processed cheese. I, I partnered with Metz Creamery three years ago, and that's how we were part of the Super Bowl. They used my spices to flavor um, their cheese curds and we had Bloody Mary cheese curds at the tailgating event the day of the Super Bowl. And, I thought that was uh, fun. It was fun. It was it was fun. Um, but so I, th- I think to be true to the brand and be true to where I see it and how I who I am is that no matter where I go or who I partner with or what I come out with on my own it will always be clean. Well, it's been super fun to talk to you, Michelle, and I can see that that life transformation of the heart situation has really moved you in a direction that benefits Love a Foodie, because obviously, yeah. if you're passionate about something, you do a better job with it, right? Exactly. And, and you know, I, I, my mission is to help save lives and share my story. And so that's a whole nother component of what Love a Foodie has kind of become. And um so yeah, it's been it's been a really exciting six years, Stephanie. But I'm telling you, if somebody doesn't have a passion for their brand or doesn't want to work a lot, don't don't get into this category in space because it's a lot of work. Yeah, and it really does require your constant attention and stewardship. So I appreciate that about you. 
And I loved talking to you today. People can find your product at love, L-U-V, a foodie.com or on Amazon. And com or Amazon or Kowalski's if if you want to get, they can have some of my spices and they've got the iced tea line right now. Are your spices above like the meat counter where some of the other ones are? Yep. All my spices are merchandised in the meat or seafood department. Great. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah. All right. So people well, can look so for much, Stephanie. Yeah. People can look for loveafoodie.com and stay healthy. And thanks for being our guest today, Michelle. Thank you so much. Take care. All right. Bye bye.